0: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
1: listening to scott wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth you call these bagels
2: it's bagels and bad beats with scott wetzel Hour number two of Eagles and Bad Beats on this Wednesday morning, six and a half minutes past the hour. Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Again, the toll-free telephone number, 844-843-6879. Uh, you want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at opposite picks. Our poll question is up. What's your sports fantasy? Snanky's not making the playoffs. LeBron not winning a championship. Patriots going 6-10. and 10 or the proverbial other, and if that's the case, feel free to let me know what your sports fantasy would be. We'll update that a couple more times throughout the program. Uh, NBA last night, uh, even though we didn't have the score there, the Lakers beat Houston 112-102, to uh, despite Harden and Westbrook combining for 63. LeBron had 36, albeit most in the first half, 29, only 7 in the second half. Uh, AD chipped in with the 26, so they combined for 62. LeBron gets the victory, uh, becoming the all-time leader in NBA playoff wins, 162. But again, a heck of a lot more playoff games being played now than it was back in yesteryear when the Celtics were dominating. Uh, you, The game was tied at 82, and the Lakers go off on a 21-8 run to start the fourth. Rondo, with 21 points, uh, playing a big role in the Laker win. Miami downs, Milwaukee, no Greek freak. He sat it out with his ankle injury, 103-94. So the Bucks blow a 2-0 series lead to Toronto last year. Uh, they, they darn near get swept out, losing in five to Miami this year. And now they got to figure out what they're going to do with the Greek freak, who afterwards said, you know, he is all in on Milwaukee for next season. Now, didn't commit to after that, but at least that's encouraging words. For a guy that, uh, you know, has one more year left on his contract. Vegas beat Dallas last night. Another score not in our update, but it was good. Uh, 3-0. They even had series at Game apiece. Baseball, Stankies lose again. They've now lost 15 of 20. Uh, you got San Diego blasted a grand slam for the seventh time this year. They beat up on Colorado 14-5. Dodgers hold off Arizona 10-9. Boy, if you're laying a run and a half with the Dodgers last night, you had a 10-6 lead heading to the bottom of the ninth inning and they only win 10-9, to nine and you don't get the cover. That, my friends, is a bad beat. That is a bad beat. Uh, Billy Donovan an- announcing last night that he's parting ways with OKC, not returning by mutual decision. He got four openings out there. Philadelphia, Chicago, the World's, and in Indiana. He figures to get at least one of them. NFL stuff coming up next. Bigos of Bad Beats on a Wednesday morning Scott Webster.
3: The Tampa made perfect sense. You know, I felt like they had all the keys that I needed and vice versa. Uh, I could help the team out and also they could help me. You know, uh, I think it's probably one of my first seasons uh, running in probably a six-man box, which is a small part on me, you know, uh, and I, I made sure all that was in consideration of me coming here. So, uh, and the coaching staff were great guys uh, I've been knowing. Uh, some of my coaches know them too. So, uh, it was perfect, a perfect fit for me. You know, football is football. I've been playing the same game for 25 years. And, uh, I mean, for the first time in my life, I, re- I really have a quarterback. So that's an eye-opener for me. And not a lot of pressure comes comes is going to come on me. You know, I guess it's going to be a lot of with me and him and a lot of other guys on the
1: offense.
2: little special little little dig there for Blake Bortles and uh, I guess Gardner Minshew as well Leonard Furnett talking to the media yesterday for the first time since being signed by the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers making reference to Tom Brady being his quarterback as opposed to again Blake Bortles or Gardner Minshew and I'll tell you what all the money is coming in on Tampa Bay every time I open up a, a story on uh, gambling and everything else it's all Buccaneers money 15 to 1 odds now still halfway decent I will say all things considered now it's not in the 20 it is it's funny like last year we'll hear some playoff teams last year uh bills are 28 to 1 Tennessee Titans right reached the AFC championship game 30 to 1 um you know you get some pretty good value on some playoff teams from last year and that's why when you, when you say the bucks are 15 to 1 15 to 1 on the surface it doesn't appear too bad but then you throw in the fact that you know some of these other playoff teams uh, unlike the Bucks, are even higher. Then you say, "Geez, that fifteen to one isn't actually very good." But you know, it is what it is. Saints are even twelve to one. You get pretty good value with these NFL futures. You, you really do. More so, like you'll never see the Stankies at at twelve to one. You'll never see the Dodgers at at twelve to one. Heck, you won't even see if you want to tell me, well, those guys, those are the prohibitive favorites. Maybe, but you know, Kansas City's a prohibitive favorite, right? And they're six to one with FanDuel and, and all around the nation. So you would never in a gazillion years see the Stankies or Dodgers at, at six to one. You, or, or Lakers for that matter in the NBA. You want to give me the Lakers or Clippers at six to one? Eh, good luck on that. You know, see if FanDuel will book that bet for you. I, I kind of doubt it. So um, you know, even the Baltimore Ravens is six and a half to one. So you, you get pretty good value. Uh with the the uh NFL stuff. Houston Texans, I still think it's addiction by subtraction for the Texans. You're getting the Texans at 50 to 1. 50 to 1. Now I know they screwed up last year postseason. I get it against uh, the Kansas City Chefs. But here's the team that held a double-digit lead against the Super Bowl champs on the road, and you can get them at 50 to 1. You want to tell me DeAndre Hopkins means that much? I don't believe it. I I just don't believe it at all. But Leonard Fournette yesterday, listen. Somehow or another, I want to root for this guy. I don't know why. I have no angst against him. But, you know, telling the world that this is the first time he's got a quarterback. It wasn't like over, over, over the top. But it's one of those comments that doesn't read as well as it sounds. Uh, You know, it's him taking a shot at it. So, you know, between him and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and and Gronk, are there enough footballs to go around? Who's going to be the first one that's going to complain? Is Tom Brady? Listen to one thing about Brady. It's going to be an interesting scenario. One thing about Brady is he had Bill Belichick to support him. You know, and it's the proverbial who needed each other more, whereas I, I really believe it was a 50-50 split in a lot of these situations because the Patriots are the Patriots because they had Belichick and they had Brady uh, on the field, off the field, in the locker room, keeping guys comfortable. When's the last time you heard a New England Patriot player complain he wasn't getting the ball thrown his way or he wasn't getting enough carries? Outside of Randy Moss, right? And that didn't last long. They they kicked his butt out of there as soon as he complained about that. So, really, off the top of my head, he's the only one. And it was a running back by committee. It's not like they had one running back. And they had some decent running backs, maybe no superstars, but they all had to share, uh, share the load, and there were no major complaints. So, you know, you had guys that wanted more money, but I'm talking about, you know, getting the football more. So... How's that going to last in Tampa Bay? Because Brady could be that guy that says, hey, guys, you know what? We're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. And he had the support of the head coach. You know, it it was a double-pronged system. You had to go through Brady and then Belichick to complain about not being part of the offense. And then then not to mention the offensive coordinator. You don't have that in Tampa Bay. You got uh, a head coach who's a player's head coach. So you're going to have Brady that's going to try and keep peace. But, you know, does he have that secondary support level? That's going to go back to Leonard Fournette He's going to go back to Mike Evans. He's going to go back to uh Gronk and say, Hey, listen, you know what? It is what it is. It's, this is just like the Patriots. You know, we're going to spread the ball around. We got realistically three, four good players, star, all pro type players that we got to, you know, get the ball to every one of you, but it's not going to be 20 times a game. Leonard Fournette. We got other starting running backs. We got other wide receivers. We got other tight ends. We're going to throw the ball. We're going to run the ball a little bit. But the days of you rushing for 1,300 yards and getting 20, 25 carries not happening here at Tampa Bay. Is he going to be satisfied with that? You know, is Gronk going to come out of retirement so he can get two or three balls thrown his way? is Mike Evans or Chris Godwin all of a sudden going to say, "Hey, you know what? I'm buying into the system. We're going to spread it around. We're going to run the football a little bit more. We're not going to try and win games 40 to 38 like we did last year because we can't expose our defense. It's it's a tricky situation, you know. I'm sure Brady's going to do everything possible to keep all, everyone happy, but I just wonder I really I I just wonder if in fact that's going to happen down in Tampa. But right now, boy, they are getting all the money. All the money in the world alright four three six eight seven nine. Dr. George checks in from Virginia Beach on this Wednesday morning. What's up, Doc? How are you today, bud?
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. calling your butt early in the morning. How huh? do you think <laughs> of that? <Yeah.
2: laughs> Sounds like you just hey. rolled out of bed, so, to tell uh, you the truth.
3: Yeah, I got early surgery. So, uh, you know, not to talk about the NBA, but is it possible? Is it possible that Jimmy Butler is actually a professional? You know, and is going to conduct himself appropriately and uh, actually try to accomplish something. I was watching a little bit of the game, God help me, last night. And, you know, he, he didn't show me very much at Duke, I can tell you that. But uh, but he almost looked like a professional basketball player. What's your take on that?
2: Yeah, listen, uh, you know, he he's had this uh, black cloud, if you will, hovering over him. And people need to decide whether it's him or it's the teams. You know, you're getting yourself uh, off Minnesota, right. getting yourself right. out of Chicago, getting himself out of Philadelphia. And, and, you know, Miami didn't seem like the ideal spot, but, you know, it was a position where he could be a team leader. And it seems like so good. Now they, they ran roughshod through Indiana, no big deal there. And uh, they got to, you know, Maybe it overrated a little Milwaukee Bucks team. So we'll see what happens if they fate the Celtics or, or Raptors in the, in the next round. You know, let me see a little dissension, Dr. George. You know, it's it's great when you're up one, right. two, three games to none. And then they've had that both series here. Let, let's see when they're down to zip and he's not getting the ball, his thrown his way. And, you know, he, I don't put him on that super, superstar level. He's just as capable of scoring 10 points as he is 20, 25. And he's not a 30 point scorer. So yeah, you but, don't have to worry about that. He'll put himself there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. He's great.
3: He has a very Le- high high va- self value there, no question yes. about it. So uh, yeah. you know, in terms of uh, dr- dream come true sports, well, it's happening. I mean, the the Padres—they're looking great. I'm telling you, it's going to happen.
2: Yeah, I tell happen. you what, another grand slam last night. By the way, I don't know if you know, but uh, yeah. you know, they went fourteen to five, and they're, they're, uh, Will Myers with a grand slam, two home runs. So they're looking good. You know, and I looked at their schedule before. I don't know if you were listening, but their schedule is pretty easy the rest of the way. And the Dodgers' schedule is pretty tough the rest of the way. So even though they're five back in a loss yeah. column, but I think 26, I said, games left, it, it's not an insurmountable, you know, five-game deficit for them if it's really that big a deal to, to win the division.
3: Yeah. So, you know, in, in previous years, sometimes the, the Ashley West is a little bit weak, but not this year. Uh, not this year. Not
2: this yeah, year. no. All right, brother. Have a great day,
3: and we'll talk to you soon. All
2: right, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Now that with Colorado being uh, halfway decent, um, you know Arizona's halfway decent, and even the Giants, after a slow, ugly start, uh, got themselves back in, in contention uh, in the uh, NL West. So, but having to play the Giants as much as they play, and then as I mentioned, the other team, their schedule suits very well for them to make a run. If, if again, if it really matters, you know, I'm sure as we get closer to the postseason. We'll start mixing and matching and figuring out who you match up against. You know, the, really, honestly, the one team uh, that you don't want to face, I know this is going to sound crazy, but it's a team that's not even in the playoffs right now, and, and that's the Mets, just because of the Grom. You, you don't want to face the Mets in a best-of-three series. Don't you have to face the Grom in one of those. We're coming up. Bagels of Bad Beats on the Wednesday.
1: Oh, I think you're going to see, uh, first of all, uh, a, a, let me be real clear, uh, don't have anybody out there that isn't uh, uh, very, very uh, sensitive uh, about the interest and the visibility of the Dallas Cowboys. They're all very aware of uh, and to, uh, as we all, we're the most visible entity in all of television. More eyeballs watch when we play than any program in all of television. Sounds like an exaggeration, but it's not. It's the most visible. Uh, I certainly want uh, our players, and they have uh, uh, the uh, they have the motivation uh, to, if you will, uh, not use uh, the sideline or use the that part of the game, the national anthem, not use that to get people's attention because that's already been gotten. Everybody understands the issues. Everybody does. Then uh, the uh, players, I want to, to use the Cowboys to ask for help from the majority of people that will be watching them on the sideline and to ask for help to ask them to uh, uh, be sensitive about the, uh, the social issue uh, that uh, is at hand here. And so um, uh, I understand that. I get that, uh, that whether it's not or what. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, are sensitive to uh, what our flag represents in this country. We are sensitive to that. Everybody where I stand uh, everybody's got a good feel for where uh, the country is on this matter. Uh, I would expect the boys to show, uh, I'm going to use the word, great sensitivity. And I hope that fans will receive it, What, uh, however each individual presents it. However they do, I hope the fans will receive it in a way that uh, is a genuine ask for help. Because... Uh,
2: All right, that's Jerry Jones yesterday on his weekly appearance on uh, 105.3 down in Dallas. Uh, the fan talking about uh, what the cowgirls are going to do as far as the national anthem is concerned. Listen, he's in a tough spot. You know, the problem with Jerry Jones is he um, makes too much sense. You know, I, and I hate to say, but it, it, what he's saying is true. And as we've all been saying now for a couple of years, we got to move on from the national anthem kneeling or, or standing. I mean, it, it's. If the goal was to bring attention to the cause, okay, the the attention is there, whether Dallas or pick any other team around the NFL, whether these players kneel for the national anthem or not, it is not bringing any more attention to the cause. It is just not. So he's trying to say that, you know, listen, we don't need to kneel anymore. We've moved past that. That was three years ago. You know, the NFL is giving $25 million a year. I'm sure Dallas, and I'm sure if you went to Jerry Jones, if you're those players and you said, hey, Jerry, you know what? Pony up a couple of more million for local charities uh, or local causes here in the Dallas area. I'm sure he would say, fine, where do I sign? I'm a gazillionaire. I I don't need this grief. Seems like he's got the state behind him. But it's the state versus the players. You know, would you rather have a couple of million people or the 55, 56 players that you're going to need to win a Super Bowl maybe this year? You know, that that's a tough spot. And what he's trying to find reason with these players, and the players to me are not, you know, at at this point seemingly buying in. And I don't understand why. I I just, it's got to be a frustrating thing if you're an owner and you know your fan base does not want these guys. Remember, this is the same state that booed the soccer team. Uh, last month when they decided to kneel for the National Anthem, the MSL, uh, MLS team. So, you know, th- that's the state's thinking on this thing. And th- I don't know if they would boo Dallas. I don't know how many fans are going to end up being going to these games when everything is said and done anyway. but And I don't even know if the National Anthem is going to be televised on TV. Normally it is not. So if there's no television broadcasting the National Anthem, and there's nobody in the stands or maybe five ten thousand people I mean is it really worth it Cowboys is it I mean honestly when you look yourself in a mirror is it really worth all this aggravation for just a couple of people in the stands to see it kneeling during the national anthem I, it just it brings more unrest it does not bring any unity whatsoever and I would have thought by now we would have been looking more towards unity but it's a tough spot I know mean, the players want to still do it they think it's within their right and it is you know there's no against the law I don't know what you know, if Jerry Jones comes out, I will say this and says, "You know what? You're not allowed to stand for the na- or you're not allowed to kneel for the national anthem." And the players say, "Screw you, Jerry! We're doing it." You know what are you going to do? Are You going to kick fifty five players off your team? Are you going to suspend fifty five players? I mean, really, he's got no leg to stand on. He really doesn't. I mean, the players can do ultimately what they want. It's all about, you know, are the players going to play ball, pardon upon with Jerry Jones, and is Jerry Jones going to come up with an alternative to that? All right, if we can't stand, or we can't kneel for the national anthem. Then w- what can we do? Uh, can we kneel during the first play? Can we kneel during the coin toss? Can we kneel during any other thing? Can we have uh, the Black National Anthem, as it's called, being played? Can, can we do anything else then that would bring attention to the cause? You know, it seems to me, you know, in a world in which baseball players and baseball owners couldn't find a middle ground until the last second, but I'll say it anyway, it seems to me that these sides, whatever side of the aisle you fall on, ought to be able to come up with a, a, a compromise. The um, players have to appreciate the position Jerry's in and, and the NFL owners in and the NFL owners have to come up with a realization of where the players stand pardon the pun, uh, on this issue. Um, the, the, there's got to be some happy compromise, whether it's more money, whether it's more uh, a claim to some of these causes in, in the area, whether it's putting signs up, whether it's whatever the case may be. It seems to me there ought to be a compromise thrown in there somewhere that would appease both sides. I don't know if they can find it. I don't know if, if the players are willing to give in. I don't know if Jerry's willing to give in, but um, it's, a, it's a sticky situation down in Dallas because that seemingly is the one state-slash-owner-slash-team that is given a little bit of a pushback to kneeling for the national anthem. So it, it's good luck. Uh, it, it's... it's uh, Hopefully they'll find some reason uh, to, to, you know, I mean, reason as far as both sides coming together and uh, figuring out what they want to do. So and I would think as the player standpoint, listen, you're getting a lot of money from the NFL. Can't play ball. Uh, you you got to kneel during the National Anthem when you know it's just going to cause more grief. I don't know why they would want to do that. I, I, I really don't. Then you get the four letter network. You know, you talk about the hypocrisy of the four letter. network. It, it's just amazing. It, it really is. Um They announced yesterday, supposedly, reportedly, but it looks like they're removing Hank Williams Jr. from the Monday Night Football uh, intro again. Remember they did that in 2011? He had some disparaging comments about the president, uh, Barack Obama, and uh, ESPN said thanks, but no thanks, no more, so they went away. Uh, He returned a few years ago. Uh, A newer version, which is not as good anyway as the old version. The old, all my rowdy friends are here for Monday Night, that was just classic. That that was just great. That should have been played it's too bad the political stuff came into play here because that was just the best opening that they ever could have come up with. So he came back uh, and now he's being kicked out again. And uh, in their words, supposedly it's because of, you know, all my rowdy friends are here on Monday night. Doesn't jive uh, my words, eighties term uh, with society right now with the, uh, the limited capacity of fans in the stands and the COVID-19, which is just a bunch of crock. I, I mean, I mean, it, Listen, he's not talking about the fans going to the game, you you mopes. He's talking about the fans watching on TV. I mean, it's part of the TV broadcast. That's not being played in the stadiums. It's being played on TV. He's talking to the millions of people that are sitting in front of the tube watching Monday Night Football. Whether fans are allowed in the stands or not, that has absolutely nothing to do with this theme song. In fact, you make the case there's more people watching on TV because they're not allowed to go to the game. So that reasoning is just hogwash. It's just complete hogwash. We know what it is. They mean that they want to play the political correctness game. And listen, he's made some stands. He's made some statements. He's got some songs that are, you know, kind of on the the right side of the aisle for sure. And they want no part of that. So they're going to bop him out of there. And then they're going to put little Richard, uh, who uh, died this past May, sadly. Uh, you're gonna use his words, and then they're gonna use uh, music from a band that I never heard of. But uh, the don't you know use me as uh, <laughs> as uh, the the wherewithal on on some of these bands. So I mean, this is cool. You can't beat Little Richard, right? So it's not an issue there. But I, I will tell you, you know, um, we all know it's not because fans in the stands are not going to be loud there. We can't have rowdy, you know, on Monday night, right? So the four-letter network's going to make a political statement with Monday Night Football. But the four-letter network has no problem uh, using Juice WRLD. Now, again, you uh, know well, it's me. So I don't know who that is, who that was. He died of a drug overdose in December. But uh, you want to Google uh, lyrics, Juice WRLD? Do, 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 do yourself a favor. And I'm not picking sides here. I, I'm just, as I like to say, let the facts speak for themselves. They're going to take Hank Williams Jr. off the air because he's too far right wing. And they're going to use, you know, Juice WRLD as part of their college football anthem. Google Juice, right? And and, and then put the N-word or put B-word or put uh, disparaging words down and see what kind of lyrics. And this guy uses the N-word uh, more than my wife... Uh, I was going to say cook, but she doesn't cook, so that's not good. Uh, more than my wife, Breeze. I, I mean, how, how could you possibly take Hank Williams Jr. off because he's too far to the right, but you're going to use a singer who uses the N-word like it's going out of uh, style? Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. W- w- which one is it? Four Letter Network. Are you going to get into the political game or are you not? You, you can't have it both ways. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, speaking of amazing, football yesterday. I don't get it. Uh, This is really funny, actually. The uh, Arizona Cardinals came to terms with wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins on a two-year extension. So what's got? Well, the extension is worth $54.5 million. Couple that with the contract he already has, and he's looking at a gazillion, gazillion dollars. He really is. We'll talk about it next. Big was a bad beat. I don't like this
3: Six. They got
1: right on Watson, but he gets it out somehow. Into the gun.
2: To Sean,
1: to the end zone, and Hopkins, touchdown. I
2: gotta get ready, make
1: everything right, because Monday Night Football's coming on tonight.
2: That's the newer version. I didn't like that. Are I don't know why. You can't, You shouldn't screw around with success. You, you ready, you know, I know they wanted to that make a big splash when they brought a back, but, you know, the old Monday night football, that was just classy. I, you can't see it on the screen here, but I got a Dolphin one up uh, up top there that we play all the time. It used to be, that was one of our bonding moments with the kids, too. Uh, you know, we'd all uh, hop on the couch, and I would, like, jump all over them when they were little. Uh, with Monday Night Football going on in the background, so uh, so anyway, he's out over at the uh, the Four Letter Network, okay. But we got N bombs and B bombs and and everything else as uh, part of the other stuff with college football. That's okay in college football. Unbelievable. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, let me first update the poll question of the day. By the way, um, so far uh, the question was uh, your sports fantasy. And our listeners, <clears throat> maybe I give you a little bit too much credit, uh, but uh, the idea was not to come up with a sports fantasy like your team wins. Maybe I should have been a little more specific. It's more of a sports fantasy of somebody losing. I I don't need to know that your favorite team is the Miami Dolphins and you want them to win a Super Bowl or the New York Jets. I I understand that. But it's uh, what would be your sports fantasy? Stanky's failing to make the playoffs. LeBron failing to win the NBA championship. Patriots, uh, you know, the villains in the NFL finishing 6-10 or the proverbial other. So... Uh, pretty even split. It's amazing. Uh, LeBron not winning the championship 33%. And uh, Stanky's failing to make the playoffs. And Patriots finishing 6-10 and 10 both at 30%. And then the other uh, right around 5 5.5%. So we had a couple of people, you know, wisely put in, like Tiger Woods missing the cut. There you go, sports whoop. That's the idea. Uh, but then you had, uh, you know, Will right in Jets winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Will, brother, it's not about your favorite team. It's It's about, you know. Uh something negative. I'm I'm the I'm the negative guy. Uh John writes in no more political statements in sports. Again, that would be a positive thing. Um, in my eyes, not necessarily a negative thing. Sport in full tweets in, I'll take a six and ten season for the Patriots. Hell, I'll even take two and fourteen because the rest of y'all haters would be freaking out if we got the number one overall pick. Yes. Yes, that's well, that's specifically why uh, I said six and ten. Uh, six and ten, you would not get the number one overall pick. You might get top five. Uh, or top six, seven, certainly top ten, but not number one. So I can't have it where your season is going to actually reward you when everything is said and done. So it's got to be six and ten. So anyway, go to opposite picks uh, on your Twitter feed, get the vote in. And we'll do that one more time before we are through. So back to the uh, the Andre Hopkins. The Andre Hopkins yesterday agrees to a two-year extension with the Arizona Cardinals, who uh, you know made a decent trade, I suppose, if you're the Andre Hopkins fan with the Houston Texans this off So he's under contract with the Texans contract for not one, but two more years. It's a five-year, $81 million contract. So he's going to make $12 million plus over the next two seasons. Not chump change. He's not under underpaid. It's not like he's making $5, $6, 7000000 million. And you have him under contract for two more years. And then theoretically after that, you could franchise him a third year. And now you got him under contract for three years and halfway decent money for a wide receiver who's going to be playing in his 30s here. So do they just sit on that and say, deal with it, DeAndre? No, they do not. They agree to a two-year extension worth a reported $54.5 million bucks. Which includes 40 million. 40 at the signing. That makes the Andre Hopkins, who never caught a clutch ball in his life, who's never won a big time football game in his life, the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history. DeAndre Hopkins who has got more failures and more disappearances in big time games, whether it's playoff games or just regular season games on national TV than any player out there. I mean, that is just crazy. What are the Arizona Cardinals doing? So he's now locked in for four years at right around $80 million when you consider the new extension and then the years that he has left on his old contract. Four years, $80 million. And the Cardinals threw in there that they can't trade him. He got a no trade clause, which is just gold in the NFL. And they threw in there that they can't franchise him after that, which I don't think they would, but who knows? So not only did he negotiate a $54 million extension, he negotiated a no trade clause, And he negotiated a no franchise clause, which is golden as well. And that's not the kicker to the story. That's not the kicker. The kicker is boy, I'll tell you what, he's got to be pretty happy, right? This guy, you got to get him as your agent. Uh, Well, maybe. No, I need really, what I really need to do is get the Arizona Cardinal GM to be my boss. That's what I need because his agent is himself. He negotiated this contract. So it wasn't an agent who's a wheeler and dealer. It wasn't a lawyer who knows all the nuances of, you know, putting things into contracts. It wasn't even an advisor that has uh, dealt with NFL teams uh, before. It was to his credit, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins was able to negotiate a no trade clause, a no franchise clause, and a contract that's going to make him the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history. That's not bad. That's not bad. If you're GM Steve Kime of Arizona, uh, brother, what, what, what are you doing? You can't out negotiate a wide receiver who's got no history of contract negotiations. You know, when he's asking for $54.5 million, when you're offering $54, and DeAndre Hopkins is saying, nope, not doing it. Not doing it. My client, i.e. me, uh, we're not playing for $54 million. Gotta be $54 and a half. Sorry. Gotta be $54.5. Not that, that half a million dollars on top of the 54 you're giving. Nope, not, not, not going to do it. I'm going to hold out. You know, when he saved us at 50 million, you know, I got it. It's got to be 54 and a half. I mean, did, did time do any negotiating here whatsoever? Anything? You gave a guy who has, you know, no knowledge of contracts of, of negotiating, or at least you wouldn't think so. You gave him everything. Everything. I mean, listen, my 15 my year old daughter can negotiate this contract. She doesn't have to be GM of the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, any bird brain could negotiate this contract. I mean, you gave him everything. And he's not that good. I'm sorry. I'm I just, I'm not a DeAndre Hopkins fan. I'm impressed with him. I, listen, I give him all the credit in the world for negotiating this contract. But do I want him on my football team? No, I do not. No, I do not. You know, he goes from crazy bad and Houston head coach slash GM slash boss Bill O'Brien to crazy good in his favor. You know, the bad was O'Brien, who didn't like him, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, maybe to his credit for O'Brien, he just wasn't willing to negotiate a contract. And he was doing what I was saying that they should do. Just say, hey, listen, you got two years left on your contract. Deal with it. You want to walk away? Walk away. But so he he dealt with crazy Bill O'Brien, which was a negative for Hopkins. And then he goes to crazy Arizona, which turns out to be a positive for him. He's kind of giving him just everything. You name it. What do you want? You know, first kin, go ahead. We'll name him after you. You know, you want naming rights to the stadium? We'll put that into your contract as well. We can't trade you. We can't franchise you. We can't say hello to you in the hallway. Whatever you want. You're the boss. I'm just a dopey GM here. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I tell you, there's got to be a lot of players around the NFL that are, like, pissed off with this. I know on the surface everyone's happy everyone's getting their money and that helps everyone the trickle-down effect but there's got to be a number of guys now I won't say Jamal Adams but you could throw him in there since you know he's not gotten a new contract yet and he you know basically forced to trade for the Jets because they weren't willing to give him a, a new contract so he gets shipped off to Seattle and we'll see what happens with the the, the Seahawks but there's got to be a number of guys like that that are asking for new contracts that are saying like why him? Why 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 can't I be on a team that loves me like that? Why can't I be on a club who has a general manager who knows he's got two more years left on my current contract, but is willing to, in essence, you know, rip that up or at least give me an extension with? Uh, and in the case of uh, Hopkins, you know, uh, thirty million dollars guaranteed. Why 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 can't I have a GM like that? You know, why do I have to you know uh, pinch and save and beg and plead and prod? You know, an NFL, my NFL GM to give me the contract I think I deserve when we have other guys all around the league, whether it's Mahomes in Kansas City or whether it's now Hopkins or whether it's the Texans uh, with Andre, uh, with, uh, with the Watson, Deshaun Watson, uh, or now it's DeAndre Hopkins with Arizona. You know, I, I'm sure there are players that have got to be saying I'm happy for those guys, but, you know, geez, the jealousy factor has got to kick in. I don't blame them either. I I really don't. It's, it's amazing. These GMs are just dopes, just absolute dopes. Giving that kind of money away. And, and you're not even dealing with an agent or lawyer. You're dealing with the player. Wow. $54 million extension. $40 million. At, what do you do with that? I mean, do they actually go to the signing and say, here's a check for $40 million? I mean, think about that. Do they go, did they take it down to the local city bank and say, hey, listen, I want to make a deposit? Really? How much? Uh, yeah, I'm going to make 40, uh, 40 deposit. Oh, 40 bucks? No, no, no. Uh, 40,000. No, no, no. Oh, 4,000. You mean? No, 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 no. Uh, well, what? 40 million. I want to deposit 40 million. Can I get my 1.2% interest on $40 million? I mean, what? wow. That is just crazy. And now you got the Saints and Alvin Kamara. They're apparently extremely close to finalizing a contract. So they're optimistic that that'll get done before uh, their game against Tampa on Sunday, which is one of the headline games world's and Tampa, Drees and Brady. So that's a good thing. He's another one of those players. You know, he's under contract for this year. And uh, listen, I, the Saints want to get it done. This way they don't have him on a walk year and have to deal with all the nonsense. But they could franchise him, you know, next season. They could realistically do that. But these NFL teams, boy, in a year in which there will be, you know, a few, I won't say no fans, but little fans in the stands. These teams seem quick to be giving out these contracts to players that they don't have to. I, I, it's amazing. It really is. But you would think, right? They would wait until next year when the salary cap figures to be a lot less, and then they can go to those players and say, "Hey, listen, you know what it is? You know, salary cap got dropped last year. We didn't make any money because there were no fans in the stands." Don't know why they would be so quick to do it this year when uh, that's not the case. Tough break for the Broncos. Von Miller suffered an ankle injury, apparently. Is gonna undergo season-ending surgery today or tomorrow, whenever the case may be. Ah, uh, that that really sucks. You know, they wanted to get this guy, and it made a lot of sense on paper with Bradley Chubb, Miller on one side, Chubb on the other, bookend defensive ends that were gonna you know terrorize the NFL and quarterbacks for you know a good three, four, five years. And I don't think there's been a year where both guys were healthy. Maybe maybe the first year, but um, there is yet to be a year where both guys were 100 healthy. And had their A game and everything else. It, it really—it's it, too bad. And I, I don't know what happened, but apparently in practice he suffers an ankle injury and he could be done. Oh, uh, he's going to have an MRI today. But um, you know he's a Hall of Famer, eight-time Pro Bowler, and again they wanted to pair, pair him up with Chubb, which which made all the sense in the world. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen again. Uh, that that really—if uh, you're a Bronco fan and you have you know some hope for this season, you know it, it's going to be because of the defense. You know. Um, you know, the offense, depending on their quarterback situation, how that pans out, you know, but, you know, in a league, in a division, you know, outside of Kansas City, Chargers, nothing, you know, Raiders, nothing. The opportunity is there for the Broncos to kind of, you know, rise above those other two teams. You know, they're not going to catch Kansas City probably, but, you know, the opportunity, I mean, it's still there, but, not having Von Miller, that uh, that does suck. It, it really does. If you're a Denver Bronco fan, so I will right, we'll take a break. I have picked two hours. Uh, a couple more things that, that we didn't have time to get to. We'll delve into that. We gave you a winner yesterday with the uh, L.A. Lakers laying the five. Nice easy winner. They win by double digits. We'll continue you with the winning picks. will have tech right here. The big with the bad beats on a uh, Wednesday. There you go. A little uh, rowdy friend. For yeah, a little begun, there. All right. Now let's close up the shop with a couple of stories. And I'll give you a winner before we are through as well. First up, uh, Pete Thamble, Yahoo Sports, outlined that with the coronavirus. He didn't think uh, college football teams would be firing head coaches and moving on because it's just too tough of a season uh hey hey Pete uh, hello anybody home I hate to break it to you brother but uh, Google J Hobson and Southern Miss okay and get back to me Jennifer Lopez and Aroid not giving up on their uh, chances to purchase the Mets she says now she's going to be in control of the team, and she's hoping that that, that helps their cause a little bit. Think about that, Aroid. You're having a female who knows nothing to nothing. It could be a female, male, whatever the case may be. But you're having someone who has no ties whatsoever to now be the face of the franchise, and you think that's an advantage over you. I mean, you talk about Aroid, you know, falling down a couple of notches. That is it. Uh, Brown signed running back Kareem Hunt to a two-year extension. Serge Ibaka says that uh, he's not sure if he'll be able to play game six uh, later on tonight. And uh, Saturday's opener between Louisiana Tech and Baylor postponed due to uh, Louisiana Tech reportedly having 38 or so positive coronavirus tests. So uh, not good there. Baseball today, it's uh, Wednesday, September 9th. It's Roberto Clemente Day. So the 19th annual Roberto Clemente, all players will be given the option to wear a patch with his uniform number 21, oddly enough, unless my story is wrong, they only ask Puerto Rican players to be able to allow them to actually wear number 21. All the others, whites, blacks, or whatever the case may be, could only wear a patch. That's, That's a little weird. Um. Why wouldn't they allow everyone? You know, why? Why just Puerto Rican players? Mm, Strange. All right. Our play of the day. I'm gonna go right back to the NBA. We've had some success with that over the last couple of days. I think the Celtics close out Toronto tonight. They've really dominated this series. They're laying only three. I I think the Raptors are done. I think the Celtics win going away. So great job by the phone calls, the emails, and the tweets. We'll do our NFL preview tomorrow with over unders all coming up right here. Bigs and bad beats. Enjoy your Wednesday, folks.